Welcome to the Drinks with Friends podcast, where every week we bring you stories, experiences, and interesting facts on all things the spirits industry has to offer. So buckle up as we bring you spirits infused with a twist of comedy that leads you to a cocktail called Adventure. It's drink o'clock. Let's do this. Hey, everybody. It is time for Drinks with Friends. I'm Sam. I'm here with the fantastic Kate. What's up, lady? Hello. Hi. How how are you? Glorious. How are you, Sam? Glorious. (laughs) uh, I'm glorious as well. Total lie. (laughs) No, no. You are glorious. You are very glorious. Um, Well, we are drinking right now because it's a nice evening that we both needed a drink for today. So what are, what are you drinking, girl? Um, I feel like I might've sipped this on another episode, but I just felt like grabbing something. And Mm -hmm. this is a great bottle. It's called Rye and Sons. It's a rye whiskey. Um, it was a collab with a former, I believe a chef and he collabed with, um, Sean Joseph's from Pinhook and they collabed on this and it's a phenomenal, easy to find, pretty cheap, honestly. Bottle, it's delicious. I don't think you have talked about that. Really? Oh, Oh, no. Sons, if if you come across it, it's a straight rye whiskey, um, 97 proof, and it's just really light and fresh and bright, and it's excellent. It's excellent. Okay. Well, nothing as fun as that, but I mean, (laughs) it's good. No, I have wild turkey. I'm drinking Kentucky Spirit. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it, it's good. I was in the mood for something not super strong. Like this is only like like a hundred or one proof. Yeah, um, light for me. I I don't know if you ever have this problem or if it's just me. So I look in my liquor cabinets and I always try to figure out what to drink. Yeah. And I will sit there and stare at stuff because I'm like a kid. If I get a bottle, I'm gonna drink it for a couple days in a row and then right. I put it away. And then I open something else. And then yeah. I open something else. So I have yeah. all these like Half empty bottles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have a few bottles I've had for like six months that I haven't even opened yet. Like, I don't know how to pick something to drink. I know. And then sometimes something continues to just call me. So I come back down and I just pour it again and again and again because you're like, God, is that fucking good? I just want that bottle. And then it's got this much left. And you're like, I can't drink it again. And then you leave it. I know. Like, I just stare and I'm like, like today, I went in my top liquor cabinet, which I haven't been in in a while. And I'm like, what am I going to drink? Right. And so I almost open up my 1792 foolproof. And I'm like, no, no, I, I want to save that. Good. And I then know. I, I have, I, I have an unopened bottle of new riff. I'm like, no, I don't feel like that. I don't want to try something new tonight. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then I took a swig out of two different bottles. So I had some Widow Jane. I was like, eh, not in the mood. <laughs> I tried, um, I got my Kentucky spirit out and then I tried my Jack Daniels. I'm like, I don't want that either. Nah. Like, what is wrong with me? I know. Okay. You know so I, I'm not. The, I'm going to talk well, about this. I'm get oh. Well, I'm glad I'm not the only one who's indecisive. I, I just don't know if people can just make a decision and do All it. I can't commit. I, I come down to my bar and I just stare. I just stare. Yeah. I'm like, what do I feel like? Do I want something a little sweeter? Do I want to ride? Do I want something minty? Mm-hmm. Do I want something really smoky, which has been my vibe for a minute? Mm-hmm. Um, 
this. It's the Smoke Wagon Blenders Select Straight Rye. Okay. I, I opened this last week and look where it's at. Yeah, you've, you've, you put a hurting on it. <laughs> Girl, this shit is okay. phenomenal. It's phenomenal. It's their Blenders Select Straight Rye Whiskey. Yeah, and I don't have their rye. Nice. Oh. <laughs> I've never tried it. Well, I have. I, I've tried a Smoke Wagon Rye before. A lot of mint. A lot of cucumber okay. for me. It's so bright. It's so easy to drink. Um, and it's still 58% alcohol. So I'm like, bring it on. Okay. Okay. So it's not super light. No. But it oh. tastes light and summery almost. Okay. Like, so that that's a solid, solid bottle. And that, well, that really makes a difference right now in the heat because it does. Uh, here. The, the other day uh, I went to a friend's house and I, I'm kind of not drinking a lot of beer right now just because it's really hot and really fattening. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to bring some bourbon. Yeah. But here yeah. in Florida, it was like 96 degrees. And I'm like, oh, what can I drink that's super light? So I, I feel that. I, I didn't drink any. I know. Then, then it's like, I'll just take a water, I guess. It's been I, not 96 degrees, but. Hundred percent humidity and in the nineties, it's been toasty. I'm I'm fearing for a lot of my vegetables' lives at the moment. It, it it's hot out. It's hot. So uh, my friend made some like wine spritzers, like where she mixed ooh, the wine with like bubbly, yeah, or like oh, yeah. Lacroix. And so I did that, and then we just drank some wine, and then I'm like, all right, I'm done. But yeah, uh-huh. I, I'm just really indecisive these days. I don't know what to drink, so I think I just need yeah, to have but, someone pick something out and say, this uh, drink this. Here you go. Well, and I've been not drinking during the week almost at all. Minus today. Minus yeah. this week, frankly. It's been a rough week. Um, but uh, yeah, so now I'm extra indecisive because when it's our my husband and I's little date night, we have a little bonfire, put the baby to bed and have a cigar. I'm like, what do I want to drink? I can't decide. So many offerings. Yeah. So- well, maybe, you know, there's been times where I just open up, I close my eyes and I kind of reach for something. <laughs> And I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this. So sometimes well, I, my husband go down to the bar when we like put Francesca to bed and then he's like bourbon scar. Yes, sir. And he's like, what do you want to drink? I'm like, go downstairs and pick something. Cause I know I'm going to be that fucking indecisive. Um, and he'll and just, he doesn't go, know any better. Nah. He, doesn't he doesn't know. Right. No fucking clue. So he'll just grab something. And I'm like, just whatever, whatever you want to grab, unless it's a bottle that I don't have a double and there's this much left. Don't grab that one. Okay. Well, I should have my husband do that, but then he'll grab like something super strong, like like the Booker's, or he'll grab scotch. And I'm like, yes. I don't want scotch. I need to be I, in the mood for scotch. Right. I I, I got to get into scotch. Maybe we got to do a scotch episode. I, I've like I tried one Listen, scotch. I couldn't even smell it, Sam. No, there's some scotch. Okay, I know this isn't what we're talking about today, but there's some scotch that I love, like Macallans. Okay, I love Macallans because okay. I like the stuff that's not super peaty. My husband likes the super peaty. Now, the super peaty is the stuff that smells like a Band-Aid. You know, you yeah. smell it. It smells yeah. smoky. A Band-Aid. But I like smokiness, but I don't like smoked moss and algae. No. So there <laughs> is, depending on where the scotch is from. So, yeah, we can definitely talk about this. There's some that are sweeter with a light smoke taste. And there's okay. some that are super peaty in your face. And I'm like, I feel like I'm licking an ashtray. <laughs> <laughs> so... For me, McAllen, I have some compass box like Hedonism, uh, the Spaniard, that kind of stuff makes me happy where my husband okay. likes the Lafroys and the real uh, heavier stuff. So okay. I'm willing to try. I'm willing to try. I don't want to judge because when people are like, I hate brown liquor and I'm like, you're dumb. Like, I don't want to be that close minded. Right. So I'm willing no. to try again. 
for anyone, to, unless obviously you have a drinking problem to say, oh, I hate this <laughs> from trying one thing, right. you know, because there's stuff that I may not like a lot. Like I like wine, but I yeah. always keep wine in my house so I can cook with it. Same. That's a good set, Yeah, I know, right? So <laughs> I I drink red wine, but I cook with white wine. Mm-hmm. So I always have white wine in the house, but I never drink it. I mean, I'll taste it to make sure yeah. I like it because – yeah. I, as you know, if you're going to cook with something, it better taste good. Yep. Because if you don't want to drink it, you sure as hell can't put it in your food. Mm-mm. So for me, I know if I'm going to drink a white wine, if I ever do, which rare occasion, rare. a Pinot Grigio, hmm. a Sauvignon Blanc. I like the drier <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Those are the two wines that I cook with. Yeah. And like then it. red wines, I'll cook with a Merlot because I don't drink a lot of Merlots. And I'll drink yeah. and I'll cook and drink with a, a Cabernet. Same, same. And it's, it really, and well, here's our segue guys. We're talking <laughs> about cooking with alcohol today. <laughs> Sorry guys. We didn't tell you, but that's what we're talking <laughs> about because <laughs> we drink alcohol. We cook with it. Yeah. And yeah, there's different, you know, kind of recipes. I know I want a red and there's different recipes. I know I want a white and almost always, I feel like if you're cooking with a white, you want it to be dry. Oh, um, you cannot do oh. sweet. Like, have Mm-mm. you ever noticed like with a like a marsala, there's yeah. a dry marsala and there's a sweet yeah. marsala? Yes. I made the mistake one time, one time only of getting a sweet marsala oh. and it made my chicken marsala just – it, it added a flavor that I did not like. Yeah, I feel that. Especially when you yeah. cook with it, I feel like it really kind of – you really get the notes of it. I don't know if notes is the right word, but it's going to be extra punchy. Well, yeah, even if by accident, which I've used a sweet wine, like you can't really use a Riesling to cook Uh, with. Maybe uh, like a dessert, I would imagine. Um, You're the dessert queen. But yeah, your flavor profile of alcohol um, really affects your food. So for me, my go-to, and I was going to show you this, is this little little thing of wine. So I go buy these four packs of wine. You know, like the little (laughs) bottles you can get? Art. So this one is – it's Woodbridge. I get this. It's a Pinot Grigio and it's kind of dry and it's only like 187 milliliters. So it's a perfect size for every kind of cooking. Perfect. That is perfect because usually I feel like Dude. if you're tossing that into like – we talked about – touched on it last week like a bolognese. It's like a cup mm-hmm. of wine. Maybe a and, little bit more to finish that deglaze. Yep. But yeah. That's Buy good. the little bottles. So all those people, when you see those little <laughs> bottles – you buy them. I get like a four pack for like six bucks. Dude, that's so smart because then you've got another one and you open a bottle of wine that you buy for your recipe and then it sits on your fucking counter and then you got to dump it. Exactly. And Jeez. you leave, yeah. So I used to do that. I'm like, and then I don't have room in my fridge. I'm like, you know what? No, we're buying these little ones. So yeah, Genius. look for these little ones, like the Pinot Grigio and sometimes the, well, actually this is probably the only one I actually, white wine that I do buy to cook with. Yeah. And I put this in my pasta sauce, my red sauce. Yeah. Um, put it in my uh, bolognese. Yeah. And sometimes I make this dish where like I'll do like sausage and shrimp and mm. um, I use that. So yeah. I'm telling you, this white wine, man, is like it's, – it's good. These little these little, these little, little cute little cans. I was just going to say I feel like that. It's a pop top. Can top. Huh. Yeah. So yeah. Genius. I know I hate buying a bottle of wine just for it to sit there. And then I'm like, I guess I'll have a glass of wine and take a sip of it. I'm like, fuck that shit. I'm having a bourbon. Yeah. Well, now if it's red wine, I, you know, 
Because in it's the a- winter time, I'll use red wine for my red sauce. Oh, interesting. You kind of go know. with the seasons. I do. I do. And my do. normal red sauce is very simple and there's no wine in it. But if I'm doing like a fucking, not a bolognese, but like a deep, deep, like meaty ragu, like all mm-hmm. day, put every type of meat in there in whole chunks. Yeah. Sausage, oxtails, like pork, like um, those like country ribs and you dump it in there. Yes. Then, then I'll hit it with a red wine. Oh, yeah. I'll put it in my meat sometimes. I'll put like the red wine in the meat when I'm cooking in the frying mm. pan yes. to kind of give the meat a little extra flavor. Yeah. So, yeah. Small, small, small. Well, sh- Sorry. I was that like, flyer what? that wants your alcohol. Yeah. Bastard. <laughs> Stay away from my fucking Ryan sons. Um, what else do you, what other spirits? Uh, we'll um, wine for a second. I'm only using wine, I feel like, when I'm cooking Italian. Let me but think. But not all, not all dishes. You're like, you don't have to dump fucking wine into any red sauce. You don't have to. I just like sometimes the extra flavor it brings out. Cause Damn. like I said, a lot of times I put it in the meat. So if I'm cooking ground mm. sausage or like if you're cooking ground beef, I, and I use ground turkey sometimes, yeah. which my family doesn't know, I put all the Italian seasoning in it and then I put the wine in and I cook it in that. And then I let, you know, you have to make sure you let it cook out for like a minute or two to get the alcohol out, but it leaves yeah. a nice flavor. Mm. So, um, I'm trying to think what else do I cook with wine? Like you know I've that- deglazed stuff with wine before. Right. And you always need to deglaze. Yeah. You like always pan, you scrape it. it. Yeah. Scrape all those good brown bits are flavor. I well, do have a recipe. Stew. Do any pot roast. Any braise. Anything you are braising, you need to crust, crust, crust. Your meat, then crust, crust, crust your veg, tomato paste, and then you got to deglaze. You mm-hmm. have to. Um, I have a recipe I use or made or whatever for venison in particular because it is zero fat. Even if you cook it for a really long time and it shreds, it can still taste a little like mouth feels a little dry. Still. Mm-hmm. So I will soak whatever cut I pull out of my freezer um, in red wine onions and rosemary and i'll soak it in that overnight nice overnight. okay yeah drain the liquid from the veg keep that liquid because that's my deglaze okay Brown, proper braise set up and so then like for a roast like do you make it at a roast or are you making it like a venison stew a roast either okay. one it depends what mood i'm feeling like i'll either chop up that meat then um, it, it just depends, but it works either way, but I'll save that liquid and that's my deglazing liquid. And that's a good way to infuse flavor to something. Totally. Especially venison yeah. and a little bit of something. Cause I feel like I, I'm not a fucking chef. I can cook really well, but I'm mm-hmm. like, I feel like that alcohol is going to help break down that meat a little bit. Cause there's no zero, zero intermuscular yeah. fat in venison. Any fat they have is subcutaneous. So, um, like a ribeye, for example, Mm-hmm. All that white marbling, that's subcutaneous fat yeah. um, or, or intermuscular fat, excuse yeah. me. Sub, sub Q is what's on the outside and venison has zero. It's like a, a pork tenderloin. There's no fat on it. So you have to like infuse yeah. it with fat and flavor. Otherwise yeah. you're getting brine it. dry meat. Yeah, it's a brine, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah, I do that now- too. I have yeah. used wine with a pork tenderloin. I've done that in the oven where I yeah. put like white wine in there with like carrots and onions and things like that and garlic. 
and rosemary. Mm-hmm. So I put white wine in there. And when I cook my turkey for Thanksgiving, everyone loves my turkey. Everyone does. But what I put in the bottom, I put like all my, my carrots, my onions. I put like lemon. I put white wine and I put mm-hmm. stock in there. And then I like break, you know, I, I go and I squirt it and I put it all in there. But I put white yeah. wine in there and it makes Smart. the best gravy. Smart. Smart. Yeah. That sounds like a dish I make almost on a regular, especially when it's warm. Um, it's carrots, fennel, leeks, dill, rice, and chicken. Oh. So you brown the fuck out of that chicken and white wine. Mm-hmm. Brown the fuck out of that chicken. And then you just toss chunky carrots, fennel, um, leeks in chunky, chunky, chunk chunks. And tons of lemon, tons of yep. dill, white wine. And then let it cook, let it braise. Then come back, add some rice, put it back in the oven. And you just have this chicken, wine, dill. It's so flavorful. Oh. Gosh. That I can taste it. Dishes. It's literally, Sam, I'll have mm-hmm. to send you the recipe. Please. It's one of the best dishes. So good that once the first time I made it, my husband was like, can you make that again tomorrow? I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Well, and it's good because, you know, when you're cooking with like, if you're cooking rice, you're cooking like couscous, things like that. Yeah. Or These risotto. Plates. You use yes. wine. Yes. So actually, do. we pretty much do use wine a lot to cook with. Yeah, <laughs> I guess we do. We're, we're talking like, through it. Not a whole lot. Just for making, you know, a deglaze. Nah. And this, and this, and this. So pretty much we're telling you guys, go out to the store, buy dry white wine and some dry red wine. Yeah. And keep it on hand because you can cook anything with this white, oh, the wine. Oh, that Damn. deglaze factor is just the business. And you got to let it crust. Like, for the love of God. When you're browning yeah. something, don't touch it. Oh, Leave I know. Until it, it gets fucking brown, then turn it. Same thing with your veggies. If you don't mm-hmm. brown that shit, then you got nothing to glaze. Then you fucking yeah. scrape it all up and you leave it in there and it's so good. So good. And for everyone, if you know, Kate and I are Italian. So when oh, you're yeah. doing this stuff, cast iron or oh, like yeah. a big, I use a big Dutch oven. Yeah. And you have to use a wooden spoon and wooden yes. spatulas for it. You can't you yes. can't use metal and you can't use the plastic stuff. No, you have to use sucks. wood. I yep. have wooden spoons and like spatulas for my mom that are a so old. Spat- yeah, that's what I use when I make my stew because you let Same. it brown and I use like a like the Dutch oven, and then you just scrape it. Yeah, and then I do tomato paste and then I put the wine yep. in and it starts sizzling oh, and you scrape it, it some more. And then you mix it with like a little bit of a whisk if you want to break it down. And then yeah. if you're going to make a gravy, then you're adding like your I, flour yeah. and water mixture. Yes. Yes. See? I always, speaking of gravy, always add whiskey to my turkey gravy, my brown gravy, whatever you want to call do it. You? I, add, I add wine, but maybe I should add a whiskey. I've I never do done that. So good. I've done red wine and I've done white wine to give it a little extra mm. zing. I feel that. Okay. I feel that. Yeah, but nope. wooden spatulas, and I use like the Le Creuset, so they're cast iron enamel coated. Yep. I have like, one of those. I love those. It's a, it's one of those things you collect over a lifetime. They're so fucking expensive. So expensive. But they last forever. They last so forever. I have. Everyone, if you want to be a good cook, get one of those. Cast, get it, get one of them. Get. You have to. You have to. And like, I have a knockoff Le Creuset. Mm-hmm. All the enamel coating is gone. And my original yes. my first say that it I chips. got, it chips and it just turns to a cast yeah. iron. Yeah. My first Le Creuset that I got is still looks brand new. And on, on the inside, the outside gets all sorts of 
cooked colors on it and mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. Um, but the real stuff really will last you a lifetime. Okay. Yeah. Oh. I I think I have a knockoff one, but it was still an expensive one. But it, it was – They're still expensive. Oh, is yeah. it a, it's like a Cuisinart or it's oh, yeah. something – one of those that my husband bought. And it's Million. still good. It's not what – I still you know, use mine. Yeah. But I very well know if I'm doing something and I need to deglaze and scrape, mm-hmm. either using straight up cast iron or mm-hmm. you're using your enamel coated that's not worn off because then I yeah. feel like I'm just going to be fucking scraping fake enamel into my food. Oh, well, see, mine is on the outside of that chip, not the inside. And I've oh. actually used mine on the grill. Oh, I've made chili too. on the grill me where too. I put some smoke into it. Yep. So, yeah. So everyone go buy one of those Dutch ovens. And buy yourself a good set of the wooden spatulas and a wooden spoon. Because I use a wooden spoon to make my tomato sauce. Agreed. Our oven broke. uh, Like the pilot light was dead. And it was going to take a couple days for our little like uh, appliance guy to get to the house. Mm -hmm. And so I did all my cooking. I already had bought everything. And like to make a couple huge batches of sauce. Because it was at the end of the season with all my tomatoes. And I put my cast iron fuckers right on the grill. And made mm-hmm. sauce right on the grill. That was yeah, awesome. you can. Yeah, you. Yeah. That's why a, a grill is amazing. But well, that's another day. <laughs> Talk about a grill conversation. That is. Well, speaking of grilling, mm-hmm. I mean, I've got a pellet smoker. It's not really grilling. Mm-hmm. And you've got it a grill smoker. You got the green egg. So we both add bourbon mm-hmm. to yes. our barbecued items. Why don't you start with yours? Um. So I put. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. I uh, put when I make a barbecue sauce. I use bourbon. Oh, yeah. Actually, no, no, I, I, I take that back. I've used bourbon. I use a whiskey. I use a pecan flavored whiskey. The only time I get like a flavored one, I yeah. get William Wolf. It's a pecan flavor. It goes yeah. amazing, amazing in barbecue sauce. But I do use bourbon. Like I'll go in my cabinet. So I did it for 4th of July. I put it in my ribs when I go to wrap them. Oh, yeah, me too. I, I put it in there. Um, I do it in my pull when I do pork. If I do like a pork butt to make pulled pork. Oh, yeah. I put bourbon in there. So I do spritz it. There's been times where I have put bourbon and water in my little spritzer bottle instead mm-hmm. of doing apple cider vinegar and water. Right. Um, but I Why always the- put bourbon in ribs and pork Same. when you wrap it because it gives Same. it a nice caramel mm-hmm. like flavor. It yeah. really like – I mean and, and when people, they get really worried about cooking with alcohol, Why? alcohol burns off. Uh And then you're left with a good sweetness that gets imposed into the meat. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So We talked about this last week, but I did my first set of uh, ribs mm -hmm. on my pellet. And I went with them. Maybe we didn't talk about it on the air. Maybe it was before or after. But I did that like three, two, one method. So three hours on the smoker, two hours wrapped. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, I'm just going to use my intuitive like cooking. And I wrapped it a little bit of apple cider and bourbon. Yeah. And then wrapped it and put it back in. And man, bourbon does the body good. It really does. <laughs> it, it really does. does. And I've used it in my barbecue sauce too. And mm-hmm. dude, homemade barbecue sauce is so easy and it's so much better. It, it really is because it doesn't have all the sugar. But like seriously, right. try some of these flavored ones. Now, not like these really super sweet ones, but I found right. the William Wolf pecan flavored one. Mm. I can actually <laughs> drink a little bit of it. Wow. Oh. It, it's not that overly sweet stuff that okay. we've tried before where you're like, you're puckering. Um, but if not, if not, I have used before. I did a rye one time, which I don't think was the best for a barbecue yeah, sauce. Not. It wasn't. I tried. I tried it. 
because these two ryes are like too minty. Yeah, I did one that was a little bit more peppery. I think I did. Mm. Oh God, which one did I do? Did I do rare breed? I had a little bit left, and I said, "Let me throw this in." Yeah, why not? Um, but no, usually I just try to grab something that's maybe like a little lighter mm. proof. I don't go for you don't go for the high proof stuff when no. you're using it to cook with. You don't want to use your yeah. 120 proof. Like, no. Grab like a 90 proof or something like that because you're right. going to get good flavor, but you're not wasting expensive right. <laughs> right. bourbon. Right. I'm not pouring E.H. Taylor in there. No. No, no. no I'm using that. gifted bourbon in there. Mm. Well, I'll do like the regular Maker's Mark. Like, so I was gifted Deal. two bottles of just regular basic Maker's Mark. Perfect. That stuff is perfect for barbecue. Perfect. Um, I think I've done Evan Williams as well, which actually yeah. came out pretty good. So Wait, can I pause you? Yeah. Speaking about Evan Williams, my mom and dad listened to our episode of Budget Budget Bourbon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did they get the one that I bought? <laughs> they got the Evan Williams that you bought okay. and then the, the Mellow Corn. <laughs> Do they like it, though? I don't know. My dad, like I've talked oh. about it before, my poor oh. dad, get him a bottle of fucking Taylor, and he just drinks it gone. He's like, cool beans. But- well, he likes Dickle, so I mean. <laughs> he likes Dickle. Well, hey, we just drink whatever and be like, this is pretty good. But like I for my mom, like I pick out for Father's Day for Christmas. Can you go buy dad a bourbon? Sure. So I pick them out like something fantastic, you know, mm-hmm. but like easy to find fantastic. And even the like the E.H. Taylor, it was like probably gone in a week. And he's like, yeah, that's really good. Thanks. I'm like, that. Yeah. And if you don't have the appreciation, but at least they got something that's not super expensive, but that's right. tasty. Right. So they went with one of your recommendations and one of mine. I was like, you should have gotten the Johnny, Johnny Drum. Pretty sure that won mine. But dude, Mellow Corn and the Evan Williams, like $13 hey, piece. For the money, you can't go wrong. It's not sure. bad. So, sure. And you could cook with it. You can cook with it and you don't feel guilty. Could, right. Because you're pouring that in there and you're like, not too shabby. I could keep yeah. dumping. Keep dumping because I can go buy this bottle again at the fucking you know, white hen pantry. You guys probably don't have that down there. No, man. And uh, like a corner, like drugstore with like a yeah. little bit of alcohol. You can buy it there anytime. Yeah. Anytime. We have some, we have some, um, some pharmacies, like those kind of stores where you can buy alcohol, but not all of them. But. Right. I don't even know if we have any of my Chicago people. I don't even know if we have white hens anymore. I think they were all kind of like bought up and renamed. I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't know. I never heard of it. So I can't help you there, I my know. friend. White hen. Now, so, let me ask you oh. for whiskey. Um, now, I'm not a dessert person, but the only okay. time I've used like bourbon whiskey for a dessert is if oh. I'm making an adult banana pudding. Mm. You can put bananas in there, so it's kind of like you can like flambe, oh. flambe, whatever. You can put flambe. it in there, yeah, whatever it's called. Yeah. yeah, you can do that. I've done that before. Yes. Okay. So when it comes to, I would say. Anything that I'm baking, absolutely anything that goes for, I have a brown butter pudding, essentially, that I use that to layer like a trifle. Mm-hmm. Whiskey goes in that. If I'm making caramel, whiskey goes in that. Oh, that makes sense. Yep. Pie. Okay. Cake. Pound cake. Cookies. Coffee cake. Anytime that a recipe yep. essentially calls for vanilla, I put bourbon in it and then some. Okay. So that, that's a good little substitute then. Dude, I'll even put it in my pancakes. 
my classic pancake recipe, you know, brown <laughs> sugar. I use brown sugar, sour cream, uh, of course, eggs, flour, yeah. um, salt. Everything has to have salt. Please, dear God. Yeah. And instead of vanilla, bourbon. Make pancakes. Oh. They're 100 times better. I make pancakes better. over the weekend and I use Put vanilla. Bourbon. Use okay. bourbon. Because I, I do that this weekend. I, like, in, I made a batch of cookies maybe a couple months ago. And I just was like, ah, I'll put fucking vanilla in them. I took one bite and I'm like, oh, God, these are too sweet. And listen, people who love sweet, 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 like powdered sugar, sweet, sweet, sweet. Mm -hmm. Sure, they'll love them. And they're still great cookies. But when you put whiskey in there or I'll do rum or I'll do Kahlua or mm -hmm. whatever I feel like, com whatever my combo is. If I'm doing white chocolate macadamia nut, I'm doing rum. Like for a okay. um, The alcohol gives it this little bit of like balance. So it's not overly sweet. You know, vanilla to me okay. is too sweet. I have a giant thing of vanilla cause I'm a big baker and it's still almost full. I can't tell you the last time I actually used it. Even if, if I'm trying a new recipe and it calls for it, not using it. I'm not using it. Okay. Cause I just used, and I probably can't use bourbon for this. My, I made um, no bake cookie dough bites. For my son, they're no bake. I yeah, use vanilla, but, it, but it's no bake, so you got to use vanilla there. <laughs> that, that would be, but no, but I do use vanilla a lot because I make a lot of homemade pancakes, and I always right. put like a teaspoon or so of vanilla. So maybe I can put a teaspoon of something else in. I'm telling you, it changes the world. You bite into that pancake and you're like, "Whoa, that is okay. just better." It's just better. okay. So you just opened my mind up to using bourbon for more things and just like barbecue and things like that. I'm okay, you, girl, I, any okay. baked good. And I brought down my like secret file of baking recipes. And if this YouTube gets aired, like <laughs> these are That's all a lot. It's, it's a lot. It is a oh. lot. And every single one of them, I would say minus like certain baking items like biscuits, um, bourbon. You put Okay. Just oh, I'm going to have to try that then. Okay. Just about everything. I mean, I'm not going to put it in cornbread, but you're not putting vanilla in cornbread. No, no. But Or like my daughter's animal crackers that I make her. I'm not putting in that. But like any banana bread, bourbon, cookies, bourbon, like my well, use, pudding. Use a rye whiskey for that, for the banana bread. There you go. Or some JD. Um, yeah. Even, like I said, fucking pancakes, waffles. Um Okay. So Everything there's more uses it. now for whiskey now. Okay. I'm telling you. And I, listen, I'm not using anything, even medium shelf. I'm going to snag a bottle that maybe was a gift to me and that I tried it. And I'm like, eh, it's a subpar. I don't really want to mm -hmm. sip on this. That bottle okay. goes to my baking shelf. And um, I, it, it's just, it's it'll change your game. I made cookies for a client um, or a customer, I guess, because I do mm -hmm. do baking like as a little side gig. And he was like, whatever you made for me last time. And they were just simple black or dark chocolate bourbon. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I dumped the bourbon in there. The cookie dough smelled like fucking whiskey. When I opened the, the cake box, yeah. like, and smelled the, after the baked cookies, they smelled like whiskey. They but were they so didn't, but they had like a nice, like caramel-y kind of yep. toasty yep. vanilla flavor. Yep. Okay. Flavors of whiskey or bourbon, um, they're so complimentary to bacon or yes. bacon, bacon. I love bacon. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just think of most of the tasting notes. It's like, yeah, okay. caramel, vanilla, marshmallow, 
little bit of toast, whatever. That all is so complimentary to baking. Ah. Well, I don't oh, bake a lot, but I think I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try that. I'll have to report back to you guys and let you know how yeah. it is because I do make cookies. I do make a, a cookie brownie mixture for my kids, and in there. And then maybe if I make these um, these no bake uh, cookie dough bites, I can do an adult version for me and my husband. Yeah, <laughs> and I can eat that instead of vanilla. Good. And like my brownie recipe, it took a, it took a minute to figure this one out. Um, again, whiskey. Okay. <laughs> like I, I'm going to try it. And I think everyone listening ice needs cream. to try it too. You Ooh. have to. You have to. And I'm like, I know baking has to be all precise. Um, but when I dump some whiskey in there, blah, 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 whatever. Well, I, I think you just have to experiment because like you do. with, you with do. cooking, you can taste as you go. You can't do it with baking. Right. So that's why like like with whiskey, when I, I mean, I do with my barbecue, like wine, I do – like yeah. beer. I cook a lot with beer. Same. My chili. I mean, it's chili. Beer. Yeah. Yeah. But with chili, I like to make um a, a, like one with like cocoa powder and like chipotle mm. in it. I'll put in like a chocolate stout. Like not that the super works. sweet ones. Not a sure. lactose one, but like a regular one or a porter. Right. Um, Or like even just getting regular bratwurst. I'll soak them in beer. Oh, for yeah. Like an hour before I throw them on the grill. Yes. Yes. Um, what was it that I was making that I texted you? I'm like, I'm making a chocolate stout cake. Yes. What, do I, what kind of stout do I get? Because I don't know as much about beers. Yeah, because yeah, I, I think we talked about doing like a milk stout. Yes. Or something that was a little bit more chocolatey because you can yes. do the ones that have a little coconut flavor. You can do mm. like a porter. You just have to get the stuff that's not the overly sweet and stuff with the lactose and these right. crazy flavors in them. Um, right. Like just basic stouts yeah. and porters. Yeah. And I did. I, I, I forgot what I chose, but I texted you. I was like, this is all they have. Yeah. I think I need it. to look back because I was like, no, get this one. And right. it worked out well. So Dude, it was great. It was a stout chocolate stout cake with a whiskey uh, or a bourbon salted caramel and then a whiskey frosting. Because, yeah, mm-hmm. I put it in frosting too. Now that's raw. So that's mm-hmm. not being cooked. But if yeah. I'm making an icing – um, not like a Swiss meringue or an Italian meringue, but just kind of a classic American buttercream. Whiskey's going in there. Yeah, because you use vanilla otherwise. So you, you use might vanilla as well otherwise. Use and then or with all rum. that sugar, you could do rum. Mm-hmm. It is just, for me, too coinly sweet. And I feel like people like sweet, sweet, sweet until they taste something that has a little bit of balance. And then you're like, yeah. wow, is that good? Yeah, I know. Because it's not pure fucking powdered sugar. You got to put yeah. salt in there and you got to put something else in there to give it a little bit of balance so your tongue can really taste all the flavors or it's just fucking sugar. Well, I think what people need to realize when they are cooking, you need to add like acid. You need to add salt. And so like acid, yeah. um, it could be like the wine. It could mm-hmm. be um, lemon juice. It could be like vinegar. I a lot with vinegars, like apple yeah. cider vinegar. I have balsamic. I have a, a blush vinegar. I have a couple different Ooh. vinegars, a champagne vinegar. <laughs> Because different things you Rice can use wine. it for. Uh, yeah. I have like um, the red vinegar that I use sometimes. I'll mm-hmm. mix that with Worcestershire and I'll oh, spray yeah. that on my barbecue if I'm doing meat. Yeah. Ooh. Do red wine vinegar and Worcestershire. Ooh. Worcestershire. Yeah. yeah. Worcestershire. So, um, and I'm trying to think what else like with – what else do I cook with? I mean I do beer. I mean I make I like sautéed cabbage and sausage, which is kind of oh, southern. Yeah. You know but what I, I do here with before I got my little pellet smoker? 
I would do essentially like a shallow non-touch, it's not really a braise, but I would like dry rub my ribs overnight, put them on racks and in the bottom of the pan without touching the meat, beer, Mm -hmm. ton of beer, cover it, cook it for six hours. So that's when I use beer again. But now that I got the smoker and I feel feeling more confident about that. You could put it in a pan underneath and you get like the flavors coming up. Like even like beer right. can chicken. People are like, well, you're not really imposing a lot of it. It has to get hot enough. But like when I do oh, beer can chicken, I think I, do. Usually, yeah. I, I stuff the top of it. So I'm thinking if you, if I'm cooking my my chicken at like say 275, 300 because you want to get little you're, – you're getting a lot of the evaporation. You're getting some right. of the flavors it's coming steam. in. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I like to use beer for that. But – yeah, I mean, I put beer, just uh, you know, a little bit of stuff, and then yeah. sometimes the only time I actually use rum is if I'm making a glaze for my ham. Oh yeah, I do oh, like a rum, like peach juice, or you can do oh. orange juice with like cinnamon sticks, bay leaves. I put in um black peppercorns, um, and I cook it down on top of the stove to make a glaze, but brown sugar in it. Okay, yes, <laughs> and it makes a delicious glaze, and I do it with peach juice. Because I think orange juice makes it really acidic. Agreed. Peaches and I like greater. ham. I like to use peaches with it. I don't know Agreed. why it comes out so good. Peaches and no, ginger. I, yep. Yeah. So yep. there is so much you can do cooking wise. I mean, you can use vodka for making like um, a sauce. Hmm? I love vodka sauce. I don't have vodka in my house. So I don't really, I don't cook with it, but you I have do? before. Ew, only because my husband loves like. He does his Tito's and like Mio's, these like, or, or, or Crystal Light. Oh, okay. Yeah. I love yeah. Mio squares and Crystal Light, but not together. But if you're trying to lose weight. It's so but, boring. I know. Uh, I, I'm trying to think what else. Like, I mean, there's so much stuff you can cook with, like with alcohol. It bl- brings yeah. out so much extra flavor. It really does. Whether you're baking, braising, or like, like I said, like the, an icing, like an American buttercream. Mm-hmm. It just rounds it out more. You just need yeah. it. You need it. You know, like if I feel like, what would you be using if you're doing like a French onion soup? There's a marsala. Uh, you use that. You use marsala. Or you can use. Yeah. Um, I know you use wine for that. Is it? Like, I think it's a. Is it a Probably red a wine white. you use for that? It'd be a white for sure. It could be. I've never made one. I've actually looked at recipes, but Same. I I would probably go to a dry marsala. Same. But Same. I don't know. I've never made one before. Yeah. Even if I think, I'm, go ahead. No, I'm just trying to think. Like every time I've had a French onion soup, mm. I don't know. It's it's rich because of the Gruyere cheese. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. You're making me really hungry now. Me too. <laughs> Even when I make like cotolette, which essentially, outside of Italian people, is like breaded, skinny, or or, or flat like chicken, like breaded mm-hmm. chicken, fried. Yeah. Cutlets. Cutlet, right. Cutlet. Yep. So if I'm making cutlet, then always when I'm done with all the chicken, pop it in the oven, hit it with a little bit of salt, and then keeping everything in the pan, including the grease, I'm going to hit it with white wine and a shit ton of lemon juice. Cook that acid. down. Yes. Acid. Need the acid. Especially because you're frying in fat. So oh, it's yeah. going to be a heavy dish. You need a gremolata on top and you need that acid. Um, and then either dump it over the top, which I don't always love to do because I feel like it like ruins the crispiness. Soggy. Yeah. Mm. Or dunk it or put it on the side or whatever. Like, oh yeah. 
That's good. I think we need to give cooking classes because I think some of the major things you need to cook with, you need to have a fat, you need to have a salt, and you need to have like an acid with it. Acid, right. And I think with those three in any kind of meal, yeah, you're, you're going to have a well-balanced meal where it's not overly Agreed. salty, overly sweet, overly bland. Right. right. Um, you all those points in your tongue. Yes. That and, and I, whatever. And I think if you have stuff in your cabinet that you're not drinking or you are, just try to experiment. Pull it out. Taste right. it, smell it, think right. of what you're making and see if you can add it in because I think right. there's more to alcohol than just drinking it. I totally agree. And it adds so much to food, whether it's a dish dish or a baked dish. Um, it really adds so much nuance. It really does. Well, I'd be curious to hear other people's recipes and what they cook with and Same. what are some of their go-to recipes because I have some <laughs> stuff. When I make, like, say, for instance, a seafood stock, I make a lot of gumbo. Well, okay, I can't say I make a lot. I make gumbo. I make a seafood gumbo, and I make yeah. my own seafood stock because you can't really buy that. No, you can't. You can't. It's and not it's, good. Right. White wine. So you have wine. all your your vegetables and all your aromatics in there. I use like yeah. tomato paste, water, yeah. and white yeah. wine, mm. and of course your your shrimp shells, and you yep. have all your stuff. You cook it all down. It's amazing, but you can't yeah. make your stock without wine. No, for, you for seafood stock, you can't. Same with me. If I'm just doing like pasta with clams, I always mix clams and mussels because I just want them all. Yes. Um, initially, I'm going to steam steam my shellfish or, or clammy. Is this a shellfish mm-hmm. still? I feel like a lobster is a shellfish, but a clammy mussel is a crust. Well, no, I, it's whatever. It's shells. It's a shell. Oh, shell. Fine. Well, I'm going <laughs> to steam, steam those motherfuckers. Parsley, what? garlic, whole, wine. Wine. And then you I'm going to strain that liquid because any of that sand that comes out of those little critters. Um, but the wine, you're right. You're right. So another wine, wine, you have to because that kind of essentially creates your stock. Yeah. You can't Jeez, use water. No. no. And you no. can, but guess what? That dish is going to be flat and fucking mm-hmm. boring because I guarantee most people out there aren't even fucking salting it either. And that irritates me. We'll salt it, and then you have to put red pepper flakes in there too, because you have to have that oh, little kick. You have to, dude. Now I feel like vongole, mm-hmm, whatever mm-hmm. pasta, bucatini or vongole. I now I feel yeah. like making that. Maybe I'll That's make the clams. That's with clams. Uh huh. Vongole is clams. But I always add mussels, so I do clams and mussels because I fucking love mussels. See, so there there is a lot of guys. If you're out there cooking, look in your cabinet. Yeah. Go to the store. <laughs> If anything, if you're going to cook with anything, cook with wine at least. I think right. wine is more Start universal. There. I agree. Start there. But well, then baking, fine. Take your Nestle mm-hmm. chocolate chips, flip the bag over, follow that recipe exactly, and instead of vanilla, just add bourbon. Simple. I'm totally doing that because I have dark chocolate chips that my, my son and I bought to make the, the cookie dough bites, so and good. we're going to make cookies, so I'm totally going to do that. So good. And I'm telling yeah. you, don't even follow the recipe because I'm it's I'm probably it's probably like two teaspoons. Fucking put two tablespoons in there. Have well, it. I I also do less sugar. When I when I follow recipes, I always put less sugar in because I feel like you can always add more, but a lot of these recipes they call for too much. Too much. Too so sweet. Ta- I always take a little bit of sugar out if I see a recipe. I'm like, all right, if it calls for a quarter cup, you know, let me a little less. Take a little bit off the top, you know. Right. And then, so yeah, when it if it if a recipe doesn't call for salt, especially a sweet recipe, 
you add that. You fun. put a pinch. You put a pinch. Yep. In. <laughs> and it won't even hurt you if instead of, if it calls for a teaspoon, you do a heaping teaspoon. Won't hurt it. Well, all chefs with, are all people who bake. They always put salt in everything. Everything. Everything, including like, my. If I'm just making homemade whipped cream, all it is is cream and po- a little bit of powdered sugar for me. Yeah. Salt. Yeah. Salt. Pie, pie crust, a cookies, oh, anything. Pie crust Cake batter. Yep. Salt. 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 My number one seller for Thanksgiving. Um, I call it the old fashioned. It's a salted honey chess pie. And a chess pie is a very old-fashioned recipe. Okay. Very old-fashioned. You got to look up the history of a chess pie. Okay. Um, and I've never heard of it. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I, I'm so going good. to. But it's salted honey. There's a lot mm-hmm. of salt. On top of that, after you bake it, and ton of fucking whiskey. You flaky sea salt the top of it. And it'll it'll blow your mind. It's sounds really good like I, i'm thinking right now like what can i bake this weekend the weekend is coming up like, i'm not a baker i mean my sweet stuff is my aunt taught me how to take um to make candid candied like walnuts Ooh, and you yummy. have your salty walnuts and you, know, you put your maple you put your maple syrup in there yeah and, I, and i'm thinking what if i add bourbon or rum in it you could ah uh, and then you put some you put some salt on it oh sweet and salt hits yes. everything Everything, everything, everything. And yeah, or you can put a little bit of spicy on there. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to do that because everyone used to love my candied nuts. So maybe I'll put everyone loves candied my nuts. nuts. <laughs> Are you a guy? Are you listen. I mean, look at me. Pardon I me. look I like a be, guy. I don't want to be <laughs> triggering to anyone. Are you a transgender? <laughs> Yes, with these big old boobs. Yes, I am. Well, Thank maybe you. you bought them. No, those are I, real. No, Sorry. these are not. I did not buy oh, these. Thick. Those are great boobs. I had to buy boobs that aren't even that big. You know. Well, listen. Um, <laughs> my nickname in eighth grade, which I was so embarrassed, was boobs. So you look at my eighth grade yearbook. Everything is boobs and bouncers, and I used to be so mortified. And then as I got older, you know, I did. But you then after break- I had kids, they went from big to like. <laughs> so I blame my husband for these. They're, they are a blessing from the Lord. Well, that you know, that's why I, I keep drinking. You know, they make them even more fuller and better. God. In my tummy, and my tummy is full of love. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, um, on everyone, that note, we're off topic talking about boobs. So, on that note, <laughs> next episode, all boobs. <laughs> We've been drinking. This is what happens when we drink and talk about food. We get excited. Yeah, sorry. And, you know. So don't be sorry. Boob- boobs are fine no, to talk about. Everyone likes boobs. Girls guys everyone like- love boobs. Guys like boobs. Gay guys like boobs. Women it's like true. boobs. True. Because women always appreciate other women's boobs. And they're jealous of them. They're like, Can I see yours? They're perfect. I'm like, thanks. Yeah. Sure. See? There you go. And then most of my gay friends, except for one, he doesn't like boobs. But I've had a lot of gay friends who love them. Yeah. Same. So, gay clients. I mean, my yeah. brothers are both gay, but they're not going to ask about my boobs, but. Not yours. But if they no. want to see mine, I'll be sure. I'll be like, hey, baby, feel them up, baby. Grab them. <laughs> Here you go. Here you go. Oh. I had a, two clients asking me about that before we're done because this is hilarious. These two wonderful, little bit older, two black ladies. Mm-hmm. So they would come in every week. They came in as a team and they're always making fun of me like, oh, them white girls be getting that Botox. I'm like, well, we have to because y'all's skin doesn't wrinkle. 
mm-hmm. and I'm way younger than y'all and I got to get Botox to make my <laughs> skin look like your 60 year old fucking perfect forehead that looks like an ice rink. So then all of them white girls begin that surgery and stuff. They're so funny. Well, when they found out I had, you know, fake boobs, mm-hmm. they were like, what girl, they fake. I'm like, yeah, like bodybuilding, bodybuilding destroyed my boobs. I went from having real great boobs to, to pecs. So I bought some. Yeah. And they literally like, can we see you? I'm like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. I close the door to my posing room. I pull up my like, shirt. And they literally are standing there. It's so funny. And they're like, can we touch them? I'm like, go right ahead. <laughs> I'm sitting there with these two ladies. They were so funny. They're like, oh my God, those are so nice. Can I squeeze them? They feel so real. I'm like, I know. That is hilarious. They're the best two ladies. I just adored them. I loved our time together. And they were so funny because they're always making fun of them. White girls. I'm like, whatever. You guys got perfect skin. Go away. <laughs> um, I, I want to say I have never I, I've had friends who've had breast implants and yeah. I know I had one friend as soon as she got them they were super hard so I, I poked oh, yeah. her and then oh, yeah. um, it's usually when people are drinking girls or guys is when they're like <laughs> boobs Let, and, and then people work. they ask you questions like all of a sudden I'm like they're looking at me and I say you know I wear a lot of tank tops I'm like yes yeah. and when people are drunk they get that liquid courage or like oh, yeah. are they real yes they sir. are real can I touch yeah. them? I'm like, you can poke it. And they're like, yeah. they poke me. And I'm like, I don't know what you're People doing. They really do too. They just literally like <laughs> think, think, think. I'm like, come on. Come or on. They, or I have someone try to jiggle them. They're like, I have one friend. Shut up. <laughs> she was like my size, but hers are fake. And uh, so they're not the we same. Were at, we were at the beach together and she's like a, an exhibitionist. And, you know, I was like, okay, I'll take my top off. I don't care. And she's like, Bring look, it. mine don't bounce. She's like, can you jump up and down? I'm like, this is the weirdest conversation I've had with like three chicks, but we Literally were drinking. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I'll jump up and down. And then the both of us were jumping and our friends <laughs> were like, yeah, hers don't move, but yours are like everywhere. And I'm like, oh my God, I hate myself right, right now. Give me this some more to terrible. drink. Mine no, it was funny. They're real. They are real. Real. Bouncing. That's why my, my, my nickname in eighth grade was boobs and bouncers. <laughs> boobs. That was never my nickname. Even now. Nah. Yeah. Well, Booth bouncers. That was me. And I, yeah, that's probably why I started drinking because I was so embarrassed when I was younger. (laughs) I was up until after I graduated. I used to be so self-conscious. So, And now you're like, these are the best things ever. Yeah. And if you're drunk, ask about them. And I'm like, okay, I'll tell you all about them. them, I guess. (laughs) Don't don't poke. It doesn't give you a real like, bing, bing, bing. Like, yeah, grab it. It's like... like, like, they don't poke my stomach. Yeah, it's a fat roll. I mean, you can poke it all you want. It's going to be squishy. Right. It's like, come on. Poke my boob. Great. Wonderful. <laughs> We're dumb. Well, on that note of poking my boobs, um, <laughs> we will catch you guys next time. And we remember, will. every poor has a story. And, and now this poor Ryan Sons has a poor, uh, has a story about boobs. Boobs. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Good night, everybody. We love Goodbye. you. Love you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Drinks with Friends. Make sure to give us a review so others can find the show. And remember, every poor has a story.